Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen here with Bill G. and Alex King. Today is Tuesday, April the 30th, 2019. It's 8 a.m. in New York, 5 a.m. Los Angeles, 1 p.m. in London. Sydney, Australia is at 10 p.m. But wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining us for another episode of LOA Today. Your daily dose of happy, and uh, we're, we're happy to be able to do this at all because uh, Zoom and the live streaming doesn't seem to be working, but we can at least record what we're doing. So that's the happy part. That's the really good part today. And it's especially good because we have a special guest that Bill has brought along to uh, share some of her insights. Bill, why don't you introduce our guest since you know her a whole lot better than we do. Okay. Well, our special guest today is Malabika Shaw. She is a uh, SRT teacher. She's a, a teacher instructor for uh, that, spe- that teaches spiritual response therapy, and uh, she's been doing this for a number of years. And uh, um, whenever I run into a problem, whatever, I, I, I give her a call and uh, uh-huh. text and say, "Hey, you know, I could use a little clearing here." And um, since we've been spending the last six weeks talking about um, you know doing a SRT session for Alex. Um, I thought it was a good idea to uh, bring her on to talk about uh, uh, if anyone was actually interested in learning this technique for themselves, uh, who better to talk about it than a, uh, a fellow SRT instructor? Absolutely. Well, Malbika, thank you very much for joining us. We're glad to have you here today. Well, thank you. I'm really excited. Thank you for including me. Oh, we're glad to have you. And, of course, uh, our good friend Alex is, uh, has been the subject of all of these uh, sessions. We did. we did six weeks of this, Alex. I'm, this, I'm amazed I, that you didn't I, melt into the carpet or something. You know? I didn't even notice it was six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to know. That means it was painless. So that's a good thing. Yeah, it was painless. <laughs> it was painless. Now, um, I want you to, to kind of rehash for people, what have you experienced in terms of any changes since we started doing this? Hmm, any changes? Well, like I said uh, last week, uh, there's been abundance of opportunities and lots of um, ideas coming my way. And I don't know what else. I can't think of anything else. No, no, no headway on the uh, sleep situation. Mm. Yeah, Malabika, do you are you aware of uh, what Alex has been dealing with and what Bill was trying to clear using the SRT? I'm not aware, no. Oh, okay. Because Alex has a, a very severe um, insomnia program. She has a, a number of other issues that she's been diagnosed with that um, Bill's been also trying to help her with. But the insomnia was the one we were um, first interested in going after. Because yeah. she she actually, I, I, I didn't know this was actually possible. But she survives on one to two hours sleep a night. Yep. And she and she looks great. I mean, look at her. She I mean, she doesn't look psychotic or anything. But <laughs> never, nevertheless, one to two hours sleep, and we're thinking, well, you know, geez, there ought to be some way to help her with this. So that's that's what we've been going after. <laughs> I see. So, uh, can I ask you a question though? Is this uh, does it bother you that you sleep only two hours, or are you fine? And I'm you, fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe you are one of those people who doesn't. Who doesn't need more than two hours of sleep? And it's only the collective mind that's telling you something must be wrong with you. Exactly. Don't fall for it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, I think Bill has done a fine job for your mind to be open and willing to accept that reality. That you know yeah. what? I'm, I came here to create. So instead of having... You know, 16 hours a day like everybody else, I have 22. So Right. <laughs> That's a fact. I like that. <laughs> uh, now, Bill, when we were doing these sessions, one of the things that you picked up on in terms of the information you received was that this could actually turn into a health issue for Alex later on. So yeah, you could. Yeah. So how do we how do we iron all that out? Well, we what we did was we uh, when we first addressed the um, the insomnia issue, we found that uh, it was the purpose of it was to increase uh, your creativity, but at the same time, um, it was also cause it, it had the possibility of creating a long term block uh, in terms of your health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's like the the candle that burns twice as bright burns half as long. Mm, yeah, you know that kind of thing, yeah. and um, and if the idea is to get the candle to burn as long as possible, then we need to push pull back a little bit on that 
to uh, allow the body to get its adequate rest and whatever, uh, so that way the um, it doesn't burn out so fast. Right. Um, but when we were starting to go into that, we found uh, there were the anxiety issues came up. Then we had some past life issues and some. Um, uh, then we did a, uh, a inner child uh, research, and then we did a brain restructuring, and then we did the mop up. And so we, you know, we did a lot to um, try and solidify your field and to um, inform your soul of what you needed to do in order to move forward. <clears throat> wow. So, uh, you know, the, the word that stood out for me when we were speaking, Bill, is in the anxiety part. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, what, what I understand from the law of attraction and from the spiritual response therapy, which Bill has spoken to you about, is that everything is based on beliefs, perceptions and judgments which we have accumulated not just in our own lifetimes, but which we have inherited from our ancestors, from our you know, race, from our gender and all of that. So a lot of it is in the subconscious and in the unconscious. But if you were for a moment to accept this theory that I just put out for you, Alex, to say, hey, I'm one of those people who doesn't need eight hours of sleep, two hours is good. But if you are staying up because of anxiety, that means there are fears. Right. Now, those fears may be coming from um, belief systems which were not particularly yours, but you have bought into them. This is one of the biggest problems of applying law of attraction. Right. Is, is that, you know, we uh, we are so conditioned into the collective mind, into the collective consciousness that we don't realize um, that, you know, this become a part of us. And then we do need to sort of very consciously, layer by layer, remove and change those in order to um, come into a place of greater uh, equanimity with oneself. Mm -hmm. So, um, and, you know, the thing is that creativity would like more time on earth, right? (laughs) Whether it's every day or throughout the life. But uh, anxiety will um, block it. Mm, facts. So what? So what do we do about that? I mean, not just Alex, but anybody in general. How do we? How do we handle that kind of a balance? Because we have on the one hand, on the other hand. So yeah. So on the one hand, you know, one of the things I, I want to say about my discovery with the law of attraction, you know, little bits and pieces keep coming to you as you're growing up. Like somebody talks about synchronicity. Somebody talks about coincidence it's so lucky you are blessed all these so people have been experiencing it but there are only a few who actually talked about it in in real assertive terms you know uh, people like napoleon hill or people um, recently i got this book by um, i forget the gentleman's name written about a hundred years ago where he so clearly and precisely of course he talks about making money applying the through a law of attraction and one of those things that all of us have interest in, but the principles are so clear in the sense that wherever you're putting your energy, wherever your thought is going, and energy is not just physical, right? Thought is energy. Emotion is energy. It will take you in, you know, create a kind of groove for you in this ocean of consciousness, if you will. And if the stronger that groove it it is and the more directed and focused it is towards the end that we have desired, it has to take you there. I mean, there are no two ways about it. It's like gravity. Mm. You can't argue with gravity. It's there. You have to just use it to your advantage and do what you can do with it. And sometimes it becomes a little bit of a problem when, you know, you are trying to, you know, jump up higher to get that beautiful bright mango which I did <laughs> and it doesn't allow you. But uh, so once we decide that this is irrefutable, this has to happen, the only thing that keeps us from there is gravity, you know. And that when I say gravity, I mean is our presence on earth. We are so identified with the physical part of us that we forget about the energy. The, the energy that we are sending is actually a non-physical thing. So it's out there. 
and is listening to my every thought that I think, every word that I speak, every, you know, desire that I have, it's listening constantly and there's a consciousness. We don't remember that. And I think that is, that is really the training. We have to train our mind to be able to see us in that larger context. And I, and anything that sort of makes me feel like, uh, something is happening here. It's stopping me from going in that direction that I have chosen to go. What is it? And uh, when we identify, when we are able to bring it to our conscious mind, it gives us a tool to deal with it. Now, how we deal with it, that's a different thing. And that's when <laughs> I spiritual, spiritual response therapy comes in because, you know, I've studied and practiced many different modalities, but this uh, is, is to me, the most comprehensive because in spiritual response therapy, Robert Dechler, who actually uh, downloaded this whole uh, structure, it gives you a map of consciousness. And to me, it's like we are trying to get out from this um, earth beings that we are, we are so identified with this physical personality um, presence of ourselves. We are trying to rise up from that to be able to, be present in different multi dimensions because our thoughts, beliefs, perception actually affect those. So what my ancestors thought eight generations ago, and I come across this a lot, um, it's called a miasm, like a miasm may be something like, oh, no matter what I do, I will never be able to make money. No matter what I do, I will not get past this problem of not being able to see. My mother had it. My grandfather had the same problem. It's genetic. Then, you know, the doctors will tell you, yeah, it's in genetics. But, you know, Bruce Lipton will tell you and Candice uh, Pert will tell you, you can change that. Mm-hmm. Change your beliefs. You can change that. It, what it requires, a lot of the times, you see, I, we don't realize. We're so conditioned in the way we think, we don't realize. But somebody who practices this, like I just said, I heard the word anxiety and immediately red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's always nice to have a group of people to work with because what I can't see, they can. And then you come to this question, you ask yourself the question, what am I anxious about really? What am I believing about my life? What if I, you know, don't have all the years to live? So then, you know, people who will counsel you will tell you, don't worry about the future. It's not there yet. Don't worry about the past. It's gone. Are you here now? Is it working for you now? Are you feeling happy now? Is Bill there to clear the energy for you now? So that's the that's the training and that's the pathway that we f- i find that as a coach as a spiritual coach my a lot of my effort is focused on let's come back to the here because this is where everything is happening to this moment and see how you're doing what's bothering you what are you believing can you change that and it's true we can't change everything because you know, even even changing course requires a lot of energy, effort, time, and we may or may not have that, or we may not be comfortable with that right now, which is fine. There's there's nothing there's nothing in life is ever wrong. So this is what I have, but it doesn't stop me for desiring to change course. And once I have taken, once I have decided that then there are ways to move in that direction. By the way, you mentioned that uh, we, we can't argue with gravity. I wanted to point out we actually could argue with it. It's just that we'll lose the argument every time. But uh, it is possible <laughs> to argue with it. And, and you can argue with the law of attraction, too. But uh, that's another argument that you keep losing. Uh, and, and that you mentioned miasma. That's pretty much what miasma is. That's losing, losing the, the argument with law of attraction every single time. And, and That's absolutely right. And, and the insane part about it is that you keep – Losing the argument, expecting you're going to get a different result each time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so and, and this is this is something you know. People will come and tell you, law of attraction doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I turn around and ask them, does the does gravity work for you? 
What kind of a question is that? You can't do anything about gravity. And you know what? It's the same principle. It's just that we are only scratching the surface of it right now. True. One thing I do uh, have a curiosity about, and I've asked Bill about this, and I'm curious to know what your take is on it. Um, I, I bought a couple of the Robert Detzler books, and I, I've been reading through and looking at the charts and kind of getting a, a feel for how the whole thing works. And it really struck me how almost all the charts, Bill pointed out the ones that are not in this category, but almost all of the charts talk about all the focusing on all the things that we don't want in life. And and so much of what we do with law of attraction is we try to remind ourselves, no, 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 don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you do want. Otherwise, you're going to get more of what you don't want. So I'm mm-hmm. curious to know what your take is on that. I mean, SRT does seem yeah. to have a lot of ben- benefit for people, and yet there's all this focus on what we don't want. And I, I'm, I'd like to know what you think about that. I'm, I'm so glad that you're speaking to this, yeah, because this has also been a dilemma for me. Uh, and I think what... Um, uh, the advantage of the work and the study is that that's where people's minds are. Mm. It's not working. It's not working. Everything that I like and love and life is glow- going in a flowing pattern and I'm having great fun, I'm not even bothered about it. The one, exactly the place where I get stuck, oops, what happened there? And then the next thing we do is take a victim position. Oh, yes. Just like that. Like, <laughs> oh, there is some power out there. There's somebody, could be my dad, could be my boss, could be my um, country or whatever. There is some power out there. Who has the power to deal with this? I don't have it. Okay, so what Robert very nicely has said is that look at where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. This thing, this thing, because uh, you know, one of the pictures that I have in my head is that we are trying to get out into this place. It's, it's like a funnel. We're trying to climb out into this greater space of beingness and creativity, etc. Now, along the walls, we need something to push against to get up there. You know, and this is true of law of attraction. This is the contrast. What are you pushing against? Where are you trying to go? You know what you don't want? What do you want? So it gives the mind, it's really about the mind, it gives the mind something to recognize and say, yeah, I recognize that. That's what I don't need. Mm. So now let me clarify, what is it? Oh, I need a step which is bigger than that. And Robert's, um, the the map that he has laid out through all these 40-some charts not only talks about stuff that we have created through our multiple births on earth, but also as our soul was being designed, how it came about, because the picture is much bigger. So don't think you've come out into this place means that you're done. No, there is more space to clear. How will you clear those? So here are the things. Here is spirit spirit level programs. Here is soul level programs. The soul charted out this map to come. Why? And this is the why part of it is the part that I really love. Because you wanted to have fun. You wanted some mountains to climb. Here's your mountain. Go climb it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's true. It's true that we we have to focus on everything that we want. But can you imagine a life, Walt, where you didn't have any problems? Not really, no. <laughs> can you imagine how dull and boring that would be? Well, yeah, that, that, that much I can imagine. And uh, I, I honestly don't believe that I would want a life that had absolutely no problems at all in it. I think what most of us want is to, in some way, have some control over, okay, I'm going to work with this group of problems. I don't need a whole bunch coming from over here that are irrelevant to what I have in mind. And so I I, I want to have control over what problems I'm going to work on. (laughs) And so that's, that's what, okay, let let me come back here, which is within my reach, within my uh, sphere of influence, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There is a, you know, I I come from a management background and one of the things that I read, there was somebody had written saying that, you know, if, if you have two companies, 
one which runs smoothly. You know, everything is okay, makes lots of money, and there are no problems, no conflicts. And and um, and you have another one where there's a lot of conflicts there, lots of stuff going on, etc. They said you will invest in the first, but you will work on the second. Because there is such fun in being able to resolve those problems and move forward. So life is exactly like that. That, gosh, come on, let's do something. Something It gives us an opportunity to be creative, which otherwise gets dull. That's true. That The uh, analogy that you used there reminds me of, an, of a sports analogy uh, from the world of baseball. The, the question is asked, if you were a baseball manager and you had two players who were trying out for the same position and the only difference between the two of them, they were, they both were about equal on hitting. They're about equal on throwing. They're about equal on fielding, but the one difference was on their speed. Um, and it, it wasn't even so much their speed. It was their running ability. They could both run to first base at the same speed, but one had perfect form and the other one had terrible form. Which one would you take on to your team? And the answer that the manager gives is, I'll take the one with terrible form, because if I can improve his form, he'll run faster. I can't do anything with a guy who's already running with perfect form. Mm. Exactly. It, this, is, this is exactly the point about focusing on what's not working. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's but true. But ultimately, the principle you're saying is absolutely the fundamental thing. And that is, what is it that you desire? Now, that raises another question for me. Detzler, if I remember correctly, in one of the books, uh, mentioned that this is an ongoing um, download, if you will. It's an ongoing expansion of this understanding about SRT. So he he came up with these 40-odd charts, but the way he said it, it sounds like he's saying there ought to be more charts created and that the practitioners who follow me should be you know, downloading and, and, and creating yeah. charts as they go along. So the, that leads to two questions on my part. The first question is, is anyone doing that? And second of all, kind of an adjunct to that, is anyone downloading charts that focus on finding, getting ideas about what people want instead of what they don't want? Oh, good questions. Yeah. Well, let me uh, respond to the first one. Um, you know, uh, this, this I think, is a dilemma for all prophets because the information they download is so far out of reach from the people who surround them, <laughs> it takes a long time for us to raise. I mean, you have how many how many interpretations of the Bible, and you know, over through the years. So one for every person, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so and and you know, the the standard is so high. I mean, you look at the world around, you see that they will. It really takes a while for people to realize, wow, this is gold. And that, as Dexler says, even to understand that he said, because he said that Father speaks to me, but it will speak to you. You just create that connection with this voice. And for us to realize that, and he was so deified by some people saying that, well, if Robert said it, it was truth. That's right. Somebody else (laughs) says it, it's not. (laughs) Yeah, and that is like, okay, Let's predict what Robert said. So that kind of tends to get a little bit out of the way. But I think what you're saying is now being um, realized that all this information is coming to the people who were trained by mm-hmm. Robert and, you know, further trained. We just have to figure out a way because it's a little hairy. Robert was one person. Now we have like 25 people saying, Spirit's telling me this and I'm getting this and here is the information. And a lot of it is actually out there on the webs. A lot of people who've practiced this and have created that connection have gone out and published their own charts and things. Now, whether we officially accept it as a part of SRT or not is a whole different question. That, but absolutely right. Um, we are using it. We tell each other, oh, have you seen so-and-so's article on this or have you seen so-and-so's charts on this? So we have to be open to even receiving that and there is a part, there is a, there is a kind of school of thought saying, no, we must protect this knowledge. And oh, dear. That, that's a death knell right there. Yeah. And <laughs> don't, that, don't, don't ever let it grow. <laughs> and, and, you know, there, if you don't let it grow, it dies. Yeah. There, is no, there is no plateau. You can't hold it there. Either it has to go up or it goes down. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. So that that's I think happening slowly but surely. I'd like to say. Yeah, I, I've created my own charts as well. Um, I, I've because uh, my wife and I do work together. Uh, she's not an XRT practitioner, but she uses dowsing, and um, we combine her. Um, she's an acupuncturist, and um, she's also does a lot of shamanic healing. And so we've combined our knowledge in a number of places, and we've come up with chakra clearing charts. We've come up with um, uh, influences charts. And uh, and I heard on the show uh, last week, uh, Walt, you you created your own chart with the <laughs> with the uh, Abraham Hicks uh, emotional I scale. Did. So yeah, and and when you were describing it to Louis uh, about you know how you were using the chart, I was just like. Shouting at the radio, say yes. That is exactly <laughs> how you use it. <laughs> so here, here is the thing, uh, Walt. Again, you're staying with the same question you'd first asked. To me, the practice of SRD can very clearly be uh, separated into two parts. First part, which is a very solid training in SRD, is that how do you learn to communicate with higher intelligence? Okay. And we call that prep to work. So before you even start asking questions. Uh, and we do that. And you, you have to know what might affect it, how you'll create that space, how you'll protect that space, how you'll sustain that connection. So those are all very important things. Once you are there, the rest of it is ask. Ask mm-hmm. and you're fine. Mm-hmm. Now, the second part of SRT is Robert has given us this map which helps us ask the questions. But we don't have to stay confined to Roberts. You know, dowsing is something which, which has been used for time immemorial. Mm. I don't know how long. So if dowsing is the tool which gives you an indication of what the answer may be, you can ask whatever you want. You can ask, you know, I, I have charts where I have, well, which of these modalities will support my client to be able to bring this clearing, cleared energy down oh, and nice. see it? Seeded in on earth. Mm-hmm. Should we do meditation? Should we do sound healing? Should we do emotional freedom technique? Should we do this? And I'll teach them and I'll tell them, go practice this. But the energy is cleared. Now, to bring that into our three-dimensional reality, we have to participate and keep it going. So, yes, by all means, I would say go make your charts. You know, anything that is important to you, anything you have alternatives that the that the logical mind is not able to discern, um, ask ask your higher intelligence which way to go. Because the logical mind is is stuck in the past. Mm. It's through experience. The, it, Very true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I to me I'm just amazed that it works at all. To be honest. I mean, because when I first, you know, I, I ordered myself a, a pendulum and I, I started playing with it and following what the book was talking about and followed what I remembered Bill talking about here on the show. And, okay, so I'd start doing this and asking questions and getting answers. And the answers were consistent. And I was saying, that's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, it keeps giving me consistent answers. I didn't expect that. I thought this was like kind of a woo-woo thing. No, no it actually works. <laughs> I, actually, I came across a very profound uh, quote from Albert Einstein. Mm. And he he talks about dowsing and he, he talks about the reason why it works beyond the mind is because our nervous system is a very highly sophisticated system which is designed to resonate with the universe's vibrations. That is why it works. And the dowsing tool, the dowsing tool doesn't do anything. It is just a magnifier on an amplifier. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the real thing is the body. Mm-hmm. That, and that makes sense because yeah. obviously that it, it's it's an object. And while um, according to what uh, Abraham Hicks teaches us and other teachers teach us, everything has source energy in it, so everything yeah. is alive in a sense. Yeah. Despite that fact, it, it's simply an object that we're working with. We're the ones who are the actual conductors of whatever it is we're trying to do. So, of course, it's got to be us. But nevertheless, when when we pull it off, it's still amazing. (laughs) Yeah, right. right. So, you know, we have become so, um, and I think this is the stage that we are passing through where we think it's our mind is the biggest asset that we have. Mm -hmm. Whereas in truth, it's actually the body. 
the, the body is far superior, far more uh, intelligent than the mind. And that's what the, the dowsing is. The, it's the body telling, giving the answers. So when you say the body is more intelligent, talk about that for a moment. What do you mean by that? Oh, it's exquisitely designed. You know, exactly what uh, Albert Einstein said, that the, it resonates with the vibrations of the universe. So it gives us much more information than the mind uh, can access directly. And some of that information is on our superconscious mind. It's, it's still mind. You know, according to the SRT system, we have 22 minds operating at multiple uh, different levels, different dimensions. So somewhere one of those minds or multiple of those minds is actually resonating with what's going on in the universe. And then it downloads to us according to our capability of receiving that. It's like your radio tuner, you know. What is the scope of your um, of your rece- receiver? How much can you receive? How much can you fine-tune it? How much can you get? And, you know, if you look at the body, the way it works, you know, from the time of con- conception of the body, because the conception begins before the actual, the first few cells come together. That's the physical part of it. But the process of it, you know, that it's already been there. It's been there for millennia. You know, how long has the human species been around? But the level of consciousness where we are now is far different from where it used to be two, three, four hundred years ago. And that is a process of the evolution. So you have your endocrine system, you know, all the hormones that it is releasing. You have there is um, in the last 25 years or so, there is an organization called Heart Math Institute out of um, Colorado. Mm-hmm. They've done some amazing research about the heart and opening of the heart, because our body's dowsing capability actually will come from our heart being open. If we stay in fear a lot, and we have, you know, we don't want to open the heart, um, then our, you know, the capability of the body to be able to sense that becomes muted, becomes compromised. So. This is why, you know, you will see all, all kinds of traditional thinking when we, be, we were not so much head oriented and not so much noise, you know, lots of talks and people, everybody giving advice to everybody else and trying to t- live their lives and, you know, exploiting, you know, doing all kinds of things. You find those are the ancient traditions. They will talk about your connection with the earth. Because that's important because we are earth beings. We, if you don't resonate with the earth, we will not be in alignment mm-hmm. and aligning with spirit, which is the highest level of vibration that we download all the time. So these two things in my mind, um, three actually, need to be in alignment for us to be at our optimum operational level. Our connection with the earth needs to be solid, grounded, centered our connection with spirit, which is what we do in SRT, connecting from the crown center, you know, open to receive, and the heart has to be open. So that is what, you know, gives us that perfect pitch, like when you tune your guitar, and and which gives you the, the most um, beautiful note. So that's where the body needs to be, mm-hmm. which we have forgotten. Every time the body does something that we don't like, we go into like, oh, my gosh, my body is not keeping it. <laughs> you knew our guitar, folks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the body is the first to tell you something is not working. There'll be a pain. There'll be an upset. There'll be loss of sleep. It's, oh, what's going on? And what's not working can be the physical. The body itself, it's the last place it lands. The first place is spiritual. Am I, is my spirit feeling somehow crushed, contained, you know, oppressed, depressed, suppressed? It starts there. And in order to deal with that, we get into the mind space and we try and rationalize and say, oh my gosh, I'm married to this person. Now I can't leave them because what will society tell me and all that? This person is killing your spirit. Leave, go, be free. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. How will I leave? All the fears come. Mm-hmm. So if we don't find a way 
to recognize that this is what's going on. And law of attraction will tell you, you don't have to do anything. You just have to ask for freedom mm-hmm. and it'll come to you step by step. Don't get impatient. Don't get, don't get into a hopeless place. Just stay with the program and keep visualizing, keep seeing, be happy, do what is here today to the best of your ability. And it'll take you there. Because when we are in that room, when the heart is open and I'm not, you know, blaming and complaining and condemning, then the spiritual wisdom comes. And then, you know, bit by bit by bit. And I have experienced it personally, so I can speak very authoritatively about it. <laughs> just follow the, just follow the steps that has been laid out. You will get waylaid. Then you need somebody like Malabika to tell you, hey, come back on course. <laughs> and with, with help. And so that's, that's the way we go. And from there, it comes to the mental emotional. We have to change our beliefs, perceptions. That's the mental part. The emotional, we have to deal with our fears as they come up. And dealing with the fears also, you can do like, what, what am I afraid of? What am I believing about? Like, oh, example, I'll give you. Um, I am. I, I need to get out of this relationship, but I can't. Why? What am I afraid of? Because you know he pays the rent. Okay. So my what is my belief here then? That I somehow am not capable of paying rent. I'm not resilient enough to be able to live in a smaller place. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not enough. Okay. It's always, you ask the question, layer by layer, you go down, it always comes down to, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Why would you not be enough? You have a spiritual guidance which will always take you through in the, in the path that your soul has designed for you. Will you give that a chance? The mo- and the moment a person takes that decision, so this is another very important place. We can't be sitting on the fence. We have to take the decision. Freedom is mine, whatever it takes. And then those opportunities will show up. Like, you know, Alex was saying, oh, opportunities are coming. Have you taken a decision to be free? If you are not, if you're not ready today, fine. The pain gets higher than the fear. You will take that decision. And that's what happens to us. But if you want to wait that long, then it becomes harder. Because you're, in the meantime, you're miserable. And when you're in misery, your higher guidance gets uh, corrupted. You know, you, you can't hear it. Mm, that's true. Yeah. I, I've been asking most of the questions, but Alex, did you have anything that you wanted to bring up and ask Malvika about, whether it's about you or just in general? I mean, anything that you wanted to, to bring in? Um, yes, I have this fear. Since we're talking about fears and anxieties, um, I have this this. I want to say it's irrational because it, it doesn't make sense, but it's rational to me that um, that my mother's going to pass. And it's to the extreme. I mean, I know she's going to one day. I mean, it's going to happen. But it's to the extreme where if she oversleeps, I, I freak out and think that she's passing her sleep and there was nothing I could have done about it. And it's every day. So well, how do I how do I get rid of that? Well, first of all, first of all, I'm laughing. You know, don't be upset. <laughs> you know, according to my data, ten out of ten people die. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Have you done some, uh, you know, special testing? So yeah, far? yeah, control group. <laughs> yeah. So the the real the real issue over here, Alex, is not that your mother is going to pass, which she eventually will. As we all, um, your real fear is that what is your emotional codependency on your mother mm. that makes you believe that if she, when she passes or if she passes, your life will turn around in such a way that you will not be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the question you need to ask and think about it. What am I believing? Oh, I love my mother so much. How will I live without her? You will live without her. That possibility exists, but right now you're so close to it, like, let me stay awake so my mother doesn't sleep today. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Use that 
ridiculous, yeah. Somehow, somehow I'll prevent this if I'm away. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, this this is a place, and I think Bill, you were um, a while ago, you were talking about the cycle. There is something called the octave of learning. You know, we have to pass through these phases of um, in order to get to that next place, next level of expression. And the first of it, of course, the desire, the desire that I wish to be free from this anxiety. And you desire it strongly enough, that's the decision. Then you, are, you have to move. And the next, next step is faith. You have to believe that what I have desired is possible. If you can't, if you don't have the faith that it is possible and I, A, B, I can attract it to me, then that's weak. So we have to first get there. Do I really want it? Yes, I want it. Is it possible for me to get it? Yes, it's possible. Why do you think it's possible? Because I know the law of attraction works in that way. When I place my desire and energy, belief, and um, and uh, focus on that, it has to come to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so taking this decision and opening the door. Come to me. Relieve me of this great anxiety of my of my mother's death. And then I would sort of focus on all the wonderful times that I have. I'm continuing to have today. Mm-hmm. She's, she's not red right now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, this is the place where I'm going to withdraw all the energy that I put out into the future with the worst fears. Because when I'm there, my energy goes there. Mm-hmm. My energy is a part of my consciousness, my life, and operating, I can't operate there. It, it doesn't exist. It's only in the illusion. Right? And mm-hmm. I, and if in the past, in the past my mother has helped me with this, 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 and this, if she goes away, I will not have that support. Let's not go there either. Mm-hmm. You won't have that support, you will have other support. Mm-hmm. You will have folks come up into your life who will give you that and more. So by focusing in that direction or in this direction, we are shutting those doors. Mm-hmm. So it requires immense, immense amount of faith and great spiritual connection. You have to have a robust sense of self saying, you know, I'm resilient enough. I can, I can take this. I can, you know, I have the resiliency to be able to deal with it. My intelligence is here. My foresight is here. Everything that has supported me all these years of my life, it's not gone away. It's growing. It's still here. Why am I thinking about, about the parts that I am not being able to succeed in? That's what Walt will tell you. No, don't go there. Yeah. Now I sit and do. imagine. <laughs> So, so here is the other part, and in fact, we have a wonderful chart um, which gives you lots of different ways by which we can attract this reality closer. Starts with gratitude, mm-hmm. praise, letting go of the old, forgiveness. These are all steps that will clear up the fog in which we are surrounded when we can't get out of a fear. Clearing statements, even though I believe that um, I, my life will be terrible after my father, mother passes, I love and accept myself completely and I am willing to believe. And so we do that. We do those affirmations <clears throat> and move. And then, you know, there are things that brings it into your body space. Like I, I recommend the emotional freedom technique, which, which literally changes your brain neural connections. It changes the energy we hold in the cells of the body. There are lots of different techniques that we can use. Mm-hmm. The first thing we have to do is to recognize, be aware, awareness, first step. It's possible. It can change. And, and here are the ways that we can change it. Right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And enjoy your mother while she's here, hey? Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Oh, I, I have a question uh, from Alvika, um, uh, specifically regarding to our listeners who are who are listening to all this and saying, you know, this is something that I want to learn how to do. And, um, you know, some people, you know, like Walt gets the books and he's, he's trying to learn it on his own. What is the benefit 
to receiving training from a certified SRT instructor versus um, learning it on your own? There is, uh, there is a lot of other things that goes in. The book gives you the static information, <clears throat> the information that Robert was able to articulate in articles and put in the charts. There's a whole lot more which is not reflected in the books and the articles. And, um, and you know, I, um, if one would go back and read everything that he has written, there's layers and layers that we understand as we practice it, which, you know, just by reading the books, they don't come to you. And so if somebody wants to really practice the spiritual response therapy, it is good to work with somebody who has done this before and has sort of found the little nooks and crannies between the uh, words spoken. You also have to remember that Robert was getting all this information like um, fast and furious over the period of 20 years or so that he downloaded it. There were a lot of things there that he didn't, he himself didn't understand. And he would tell us, Spirit gave me these words. And then two years later, Spirit gave me the meaning of those words. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that experience comes through the, through application. And in the application, new sites um, are opened and th they are extremely valuable. So students come to me, you know, who have read the books and practice and got good results. But at some point, it sort of plateaus out because we are, don't have access to the additional wisdom that comes with it. Mm. And the other thing I would like to tell people who are considering learning the system is that um, it, it requires a lot of commitment. It's really a commitment to one's own spiritual growth. Because a lot of people come and say, you know, I want to learn this because I want to help others. And I tell them, you know what, let's put that on the shelf for the moment. How about you start with helping yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can only lead up to the point that you have reached. Mm -hmm. So That's true. Yeah. I can say that with lots of experience. I mean, I've been doing a podcast for six and a half years. Most of that time I was working with people who understood the stuff better than I did, but that was a good thing because just by working with them, I learned how to get better at it. Yeah. And that's really the bottom line. It's me getting better at it. Yeah. So the, uh, there is a, there's a very interesting um, um, uh, phrase in Japanese that they use for martial arts. It's called suhari. I don't know if you've come across it. No. Yeah. I have. You have. Which means that, you know, initially you, you follow the, you know, if you're working with a master, follow the rules. Don't try and understand it. Just do, you know, get up in the morning, you do your practice and you do. So that's the first stage. If somebody tells you, you know, you hold the pendulum, you ask, say these statements, you ask these questions, just do it. Because in doing that, you suddenly realize, oh, I could also do this and we do that and do that. So that's the, that's the next part. That's called the ha, which is I can, I am now making it mine. So my own intelligence is kicking in. And is telling me, try this, try this, innovate, innovate, make it there, custom build it to, for this person. And then comes the re, which is the mastering of it. Once we have mastered it, now I don't even have to worry about the technique anymore because it's become such a part of me, it's become intuitive almost. So I can call upon the technique. The technique is always the beginning stages. Mm -hmm. Once you've mastered it, you, you can do the technique all you want or not. But it's so much a part of you that you don't have to worry. Just go with it. So I have, I have a course called Spiritual Intelligence, which essentially talks about that that higher mind of ours is always present, which, of course, in this system we call the high self, and how to listen to it, where we falter. Why we get caught up in this stuff and how to get out of that. Force people who are really speak, you know, seeking that spiritual connection, this, the truth, 
that fulfillment which we find is missing when we are not in alignment with our our inner truth. That's a good thing. How, uh, tell people how to uh, uh, reach out and find where where the, where can they sign up for that course if they're interested in the course. Well, I, I have a website, but there's another one in the making right now. My website is visionholistic.net, which is the little twist because my holistic has a W in it. It's uh-huh. like a hole, not the hole in the donut, <laughs> but the hole of the donut. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's visionholistic.net. And uh, if they search on my name, Malabika Shaw, with the correct spelling, usually my my website will come up. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, you know, people can sign it. I send out uh, periodically a newsletter saying, oh, this is what's coming up, and they can find it. And, and also, if you, um, if you are seeking out a SRT teacher uh, close to you, if you want to actually sit down with an SRT teacher, you can go to spiritualresponse.com. There's a list of certified teachers there that will be, um, some of them may be close to your area. Uh, if you go to their individual websites, you can find out when they're holding classes. Um, Malabika teaches classes online, so it doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can always take a class with her. Um, and um, and uh, every one of the teachers are, um, are certified through uh, the organization Spiritual Response Association, so you can be confident that uh, each teacher has been fully vetted and uh, is fully up to date on um, on the the teaching. So you're getting consistent information across the board. Uh, highly recommend it. Very good, uh, Malik Bika. Do I remember correctly that uh, Bill was saying that you had worked directly with Robert Betzler, that you had learned this system from him? And if so, tell us a little bit about what he was like. Oh, yes, I did. I, I had the privilege. In fact, um, I, I attended two of his courses. My basic training, though, was not with directly with Robert, but a lady, her name is Barbara Kearns. She has passed on last year. Um, uh, this is what Barbara told me, that um, somebody gave her a book on, somebody had brought that one of the books of SRT, but couldn't fathom it. And she met this person at a dowsing conference and this lady gave her the book and said, hey, you'll probably make better sense of this than I did. <laughs> so she read it. I mean, indeed, she did. And then so she, you know, sort of, and she lived in rural Iowa. How on earth this happens to her? I don't know. But there More is attraction. Divine design here. So she would pick up the phone when she would be doing the book, work from the book, and she'd get stuck. She'd pick up the phone. And obviously, uh, Robert recognized her, her potential. He would teach her. So she mainly learned it from him through conversations. And then, of course, then it went into classes. So I learned from Barbara. But I, Robert came to do classes to Iowa, and I took a review class with him. I took a spiritual restructuring class with him. And um, he was great. He, he was a very, you know, no-nonsense person. If, if you said, okay, Robert, um, just to give you an example... He's, we are traveling, we're going to class, and Barbara is driving, and Robert is in the car and a couple of us. I said, hey, Robert, this, these teeth of mine have been bothering me for the longest time, and I can't figure out what the heck is going on. Can you check, please? So he, he would always have the pendulum, and he goes like, he doesn't even need, he's asking, he's conversing with spirit. He says, oh, that was the time when you were an elephant, and they, um, they were harvesting your tusks, and you were not quite dead yet. Mm-hmm. That ah. And he cleared it. So, and you know, and he would tell it to you with such a, you know, such um, confidence that you you couldn't even question that. And I went like, oh yeah, no wonder all these tell <laughs> because you know, throughout my life, people give me elephant thing like little figurines, pictures, and I have a bunch of them around me, cushion, cushion covers with elephant pictures, you know. So he would be, he would like, yeah, this is, this is right. Another time I called him and I said, Robert, I don't know, I just can't get correct answers. Oh, because your high self is playing with you. They want you to trust yourself more. Oh, there's an interesting answer. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, he, he, 
he was very accessible on the one hand, but he was so focused. Like if you give him any other information other than what he was downloading, he's like, don't clutter me up. <laughs> you don't have to share all this with me. What I need to know, this is what I took because I once sent him an article. I said, Robert, what do you think about this? It was written by Bruce Lipton or somebody like that. And he, he wrote saying, thank you very much, but please don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> My human brain can't handle all this. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, like it, it, it was exactly, so that's what I took it to mean because I felt like, oh, really? So I, I took it to mean like what I need to know, I'm already getting from spirit. So <laughs> you read it, expand it. That, that ultimately is what it's about. It's all of us learning how to connect to that higher self and learning how to communicate with that higher self. Detzler says it at the beginning of one of those books. He, he emphasizes this is, yes, this is a great way to learn how to make and maintain that connection. So talk about that for a little bit. What, what do you think is, is the biggest uh, benefit of, of not only developing that connection, but experiencing it? And, and living with it and, and learning from it. Ooh, you have asked a very deep question. <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> That's what happens when you do this podcast for six and a half years. You learn how to ask the really tough questions. <laughs> um, you know, and that, I think that is the central point of it all. This, this connection with spirit or and high self, which means this connection with our higher mind is what we have come here to do. So the soul has come here at a particular level of consciousness with the whole uh, idea of growing from there, refining, creating in the process, raising the vibrations of the self and everybody around. And the guidance for that comes from the source energy. However you define it, call God, call universal energy, field of total unlimited possibilities. It doesn't matter which, whether you're coming from science or metaphysics or medical, it doesn't matter. But there is a, there is a source of consciousness in, you know, in my culture, I come from India, we call it Brahma. Mm -hmm. Brahma is the wellspring from where everything, all creation begins. We are a part of that. And we went out on an adventure. The soul decided to go out and say, Let, let's see what's out there. You know, <laughs> pouring out here. So that, that's the part. As a part of spirit, it's spirit's own desire to experience, right? And so we are little drops. We are here doing our thing. And the whole idea is to grow, create, learn more. There is, there is a central database where all this knowledge gets collected. So spirit is expanding. And the spirit is not sitting there saying, oh, yeah, I've been there, done that, forget it now. No. What more? How better? You know, what, what refinement? All that is going on. And we are part of that. So if we understand that, look, I am here not by accident, not by some fluke of the universe. There is a very conscious, clear, deliberate reason that I came here to express and create. And here are so many different pathways that have been laid out by so many different people. And Robert's Restless is one great one. All of it tells us that we have these higher minds and we have access to all the knowledge and information in that central database. If we choose to create that ability. I'm saying, as Malavika Shaw, living in the 21st century, that it's okay. You you guys can keep the database. I'm really not interested. Can I? <laughs> I, I want to know from spirit, how can I raise my surroundings, make it a happier place for the people that I come uh -huh. in contact with? How can I support? How can I serve? It all comes to serve. How can I serve? We all do that, you know. Oh, yeah. Am I going to do it through education, through creating an energetic space, through knowledge, through whatever it is, whatever, or through flipping burgers at a place where people come when they're hungry? It doesn't matter how I serve, but I am here to serve and in that service be able to get the joy 
of the connection and from that learn and then move to the next level. So in, in order to do that, we have to keep this clear. That's my spiritual intelligence. That is telling me, all right, here is your next step. Here is the next step. So, you know, nothing will last forever because that's not our nature. We are adventurers. We'll take that next step. And then when we have had enough of that, we've got the mastery of that one. We will yearn. We will long for the next. What's next? What's next? And spiritual intelligence will tell you, will take you there. And law of attraction is the means by which we attract that to us. By desiring. That's the octave of learning. By becoming aware, oh, it's possible. Well, there's something called a spiritual response therapy. I didn't know. Now I know. And it can do this, this, and this. Oh, do I have the desire? Do I want to participate in that? Yeah, I do. Would you take a decision? Yes. Do you have the faith that you can do it? In the sense that, oh, it's too expensive. I can't afford it. It's too far away. There's nobody in my town. No, no, no. Forget all that. Do you want to do it? Take a decision. <laughs> I like that. If not today, tomorrow. Whenever. Spirit, are you listening to me? Give me the intelligence wisdom to download so I can access the resources that I need to get this done. And, and so it will give you. And, and in my life, in, you know, since I became aware of this, I have example after example after example to say it will absolutely happen, provided you keep that connection, provided you keep that faith. That's when actually keeping the connection and keeping the faith is where we need the help. Because we don't, we are not always aware what force, you know, if you look at the ocean of consciousness, there are all kinds of currents going in every which direction. Because, you know, people are people, they're doing their own thing. There'll be wars, there'll be theft, there'll be this. Because we live of energy. And if we can't create, download our own, we like to steal it from others. And, and that's a lot of that goes on, but not to be dismayed. That is a part of the process of learning. And so spiritual intelligence will wake you up to that. If something goes, something is not working, there is something you're not doing right. You're not putting the step in, in your foot in the middle of the step. So you're faltering. So when you move for the next one, be decisive, be assertive. Do it. That's the decision. And then, then all that will come to you. That's so sustaining answer. that connection is the process by which we become spiritually robust, which means we completely love and accept ourselves. There is nothing I can do wrong. No matter what, you know, everybody will tell you in the world, especially the religious folks, oh, you should have done it differently. It was your fault. <laughs> Soon enough, you didn't tithe enough, you didn't blah blah blah. <laughs> you are enough at any point of time. I'm here, I'm here, I'm enough, I'm here to serve. This is this is my way of serving. A lot of people don't even know what they want. That is the biggest tragedy of the whole story. Okay, you don't you know what you don't want. Do you know what you want? Uh, I don't know if that's even possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of my favorite topics, actually. That one right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what do you think is possible? Can we start there? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there, there are books, so many books on law of attraction. One of my favorite ones is Michael Lozier's, the book, that workbook, mm -hmm. law of attraction books, in which he says, if you want plentitude in your life, if you want lots of money or lots of opportunities or whatever it is, you have train your mind to rec recognize plentitude when you see it. Mm. Plenty of garbage, plenty of cars and jamming up traffic on the street, plenty of leaves on the trees. So just being able to do that without judging, it doesn't have to be good or bad. You want plenty, there's plenty, plenty of snow. So... Mm. So Especially you, in New England. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we, we have to 
step by step really hand hold the mind to start changing patterns mm-hmm. and that is what the beauty part of the beautiful part of it is though we get evidence every time i change a little bit oh look new opportunities oh look i'm not having that pain anymore mm-hmm. oh look at all these people who showed up to support me so all that is a, is the evidence that the law of attraction is working oh yes yeah. and this is also something michael lozier says keep keep a record every day say like what happened today that i really enjoyed out of the blues it's unexpected i got a call from bill to say hey will you be on our call <laughs> and here you are and we really appreciate you being here yeah. this is fabulous so thank you for taking the time to do that no oh, it's it's a pleasure Maladika Shah and and how do we how do they reach you what's the website again remind people www.visionholistic spelled v i s i o n w h o l i s t i c dot net there we are great Maladika thank you very much for joining us and Alex and Bill it's been a pleasure as usual um also thank you to uh, our podcast listeners i wish the live stream listeners had been able to hear this but they'll be able to hear the the replay of it and that's the main thing. So thank you all once again and we will see you all next time here on LOA today. Goodbye everyone. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm.